Watching the NFL while I was growing up in the 1970s was something special. The franchises in different parts of the country with their distinct uniforms, stadiums, and fans were as much a part of the game as how the teams performed. And whether it was the fans or the players performing, I loved the songs that were associated with these teams. From the Steeler fans singing, I got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. to songs with less words for fans to remember, like Fly Eagles Fly. fly, fly. Or Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go! Or Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins! Oh wait, hail no. Strike that last one. We cannot use that name anymore. By the time we get to the mid-80s, the L.A. Rams came out with Let's Ram It. That's really the name of the song. And of course, the Bears brought us the Super Bowl Shuffle. Which took the team's song to new heights. But wait, those songs stand on the shoulders of the greatest song in NFL history. The song that was a soundtrack to the best statistical season tight end Bob Klein ever had. The song that celebrated the Air Coriel 1979 San Diego Charger team that won the West with a 12-4 mark while breaking records along the way. Football fans, I give you Captain QB and the big boys with San Diego Superchargers. Venice, California-born, Los Angeles-based sports fan. One that has played, coached, announced, and promoted sports my whole life. My love affair with sports started in my own backyard and has led me to this podcast. Thanks to the support of the Amateur Athletic Union in East Bay, I'm excited to bring you Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Hello, sports historians. Welcome to Audio Video Podcast, episode number 62 of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. It's the final in our four-part series with Bob Klein, who we have followed from Corpus Christi School in Pacific Palisades, California, to St. Monica High School in Santa Monica, to the Memorial Coliseum in downtown L.A. with USC and the L.A. Rams. And in this episode, we head south down the 5 Freeway with Bob as he takes his talents to San Diego with the then San Diego Superchargers. Okay, now to the producer of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon, who this past summer completed a successful stint as the tournament director for the AAU Beach Volleyball National Championships in the hometown of Mario Lopez, the largest city in metropolitan San Diego, Chula Vista. 
Here's Marley Rice. Indeed. Wow. Wow. That was, that was a good one. It's a good poll. Huh? Um, Denny, I just want to say thank you for doing all these episodes with Bob Klein. I have learned so much about things I would have never researched or thought about in my life. Like now I know USD, the quarterback was Steve Sogi. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've learned yeah. a lot from all these podcasts. I feel yeah. like I can go into like a sports bar and have a decent conversation with somebody. That is exactly what we got after this for. Yep. And um, I can't wait to share with you guys our next series, which is Jerry West. Man, growing up as a basketball fan, Jerry West wasn't really one of my people. People, but now I get to go research him and figure out everything that he's done. And I just am so excited to bring you guys Jerry West on December 17th. That'll drop on our YouTube and all audio platforms. And yeah. so come back, check out Jerry West, turn on notifications for YouTube, and you'll find out when it drops. Yeah, that's going to be great, I'm sure. Like Bob Klein, you know, I pretend to be uh, a him in my backyard catching footballs as a kid, and Jerry West shooting hoop. And so to get to present these two uh, sports heroes of mine from my boyhood is awesome. And for you to learn a little bit Thanks. is it's also fun. And so just so you know, our YouTube is youtube.com slash SSDL, so go check us out. Twitter is at Sports Stories DL. I try to relive some of those times through clips and polls. So, for instance, the Bob Klein theme polls for this uh, last few weeks have been given consideration to the football teams he played on, St. Monica, USC, the Rams, and the Chargers. So far, uh, let's see. The best team Klein played on was the 1967 USC National Championship team. The best coach he played under was L.A. Rams' Chuck Knox. The best quarterback he played with was the San Diego Chargers. Dan Fouts in the poll that's out now asks about the best running back he played oh, with. I hope you're voting. That's an easy one. At Sports Stories Deal. You would think so, but I already got a, a few people that jumped in on somebody you won't expect. So oh. that's kind of fun. All right, in this fourth and final episode with the star tight end, we not only follow Klein's move to the San Diego Chargers, where he was the first tight end to run through a backfield, uh, but we now we get to learn about how he got his MBA, launched a highly successful post-football career. He eventually rises to the position of president and CEO of St. John's Health Foundation. Bob will tell you, however, that he is most proud of the family he has built with his wife, Joanne, his partner in a relationship that dates back to their Corpus Christi days. And wow, what a family they have. A regular Kleinesty <laughs> is what they got going. Accolades and compliments to director Chris M. Allport and cinematographer Bad Boy Bobby McCall for their fine work and heartfelt thanks to Carlos Haro Sr. and Jr. for allowing us to conduct the interview in Costa Blanca Restaurant in Venice. Here it is, our final episode with Bob Klein. Please note this interview was recorded on November 13th, 2020. I found this um, really uh, fun. And I got to tell you this. A lot of people, um, when I said that I was going to interview you, reached out to me to say some really nice words about you. Thank say, you. Oh, I looked up to Bob Klein. Or, hey, such a great guy. Or my kids and his kids and that kind of stuff. And so I think it was Don Shaw um, shot me this over Facebook. And he said his mom was clearing out. So this is like, it must be yeah. like maybe the evening outlook or yeah. or something like that. But it's that so cute. Look at your kids there. Yeah, they're like two and three. Yeah. So how cute um, is that? They're coming out to what preseason? Uh, that that was out at uh, that was out at uh, in Cal State Fullerton. That's where we okay. went. To, that's where we went to summer camp all the time. So that's that's uh, that's Jimmy and Kristen I, I, when they were that, little. That's little, the best. Little squirts. Yeah. That's um, the best right there. That's fun. So one of the things that uh, that I did w with Jimmy was um, uh, he was always had lots of energy in a handful, and so um, at summer camp, I mean, once again, you're, you're you're practicing twice a day, but there's a meeting, but you got a lot of free time and stuff. 
So um, I actually brought them with me out to training camp. And because there's there's one group of guys that have nothing else to do, and they're and they're really kind of normal people that you don't mind having your kids be around. <laughs> right. And those are the kickers. <laughs> you can trust so, the kickers. So Jimmy, Jimmy would hang kickers. around with with, with <laughs> Dave Chapel and all these guys. Dude, Dave Chapel's a beautiful wildlife artist and this kind of stuff. Nice. So the kids got a good exposure to to, uh, yeah, to athletics and stuff when they were when they were little. I, I couldn't I, bring Kristen because you know she couldn't come into the the locker rooms and all that kind of stuff. But Jimmy could. could I, I did here. this. Same with my kids, but while I was coaching, like at St. Mark or, or St. Mark or whatever, I just bring the kids along. And and there's other kids that are built in to just be your babysitters. Yeah. So for the most part, you know, they would just wander and go in and out. It's a great way for them to like socialize and just be around something positive and yeah. watching others that are doing something like that. So you, you, you indicated how you got to San Diego. I wasn't sure if it was like, a, so that was a free agent signing, I guess. Or something along these lines? Uh, no, I wasn't a free agent. No, they had to give up a, a second-round draft choice. They did. Okay. Um, which I don't even know why they, they had to do that. Yeah, that's, that's I was interesting. Done, but. And you commuted to practice us? I, I, drove, uh, I drove from the Palisades every day every back day. and forth to San Diego. For, for, for the reason was um, our son Patrick, uh-huh. who n- now is a grown man, of was just born. Right. We had just, I had just built a new house. We had just moved into the house in May, had a little baby. And so, um, all, and this is totally, uns, uh, you know, not planned thing that I'm coming out of retirement because I'm, I'm just working in real estate doing this, this thing. And all of a sudden I come home from this trip and, you know, Joanne meets me at the airport and I said, honey, I signed a contract. We're going, we're going to San Diego, you know? And so, um, so now, so <laughs> how old am I at the time? I've got three kids and I go to San Diego and I'm not sure there's more than two or three other guys that are married, let alone three kids. <laughs> I, I go down there and I get an, I get an apartment in uh, the closest thing I can think of uh, to the Palisades is I, get, I got an apartment in La Jolla. In La Jolla, well. It was right on the, right on the, sure. on the rim. It was absolutely fantastic. But so the first week or two, you know, I'm done at practice at four o'clock, and so now, now what do I do till till you know yeah. till ten o'clock the next morning? And you're missing your. Kids. So what do you do? Well, there's a bunch of single guys and stuff. The first thing you do is you go out to the you go out to the bar, and after about two nights of that, I'm going. You know what? I could have gotten in my car and been home. Yeah. But that's what I started doing. I, I just started leaving, and then I'm telling you what. And then I got I, got, I bought I bought a 300 Mercedes diesel. And I put a 500-gallon tank at my house in the Palisades, a big piece of property, and um, I could get on the, I could come down from the Palisades, come out of the tunnel in Santa Monica, set the cruise control, and make a couple little turns to get on the 405, and I could read the paper. I could. It was no traffic then. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. And it was two that. and a half hours each way, sometimes in the evening. And I had a routine. I had a place in San Clemente. I stopped to get coffee and a donut in the morning. Coming back, I stopped on the other side of the freeway and, and got a right beer or two and this, this, and and I, you know, it was like I'll never forget. My favorite night was was uh, Monday nights because it was Monday night football, and I could listen to Hank Stram and Hank Stram. that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. um, so I ended up playing three years down there. I had a great thing, and I just had it was enough. And so Don Coriel flies to to L.A. to try to talk me into coming out of retirement again. After the, after the 79 year? You know, yeah, after the final year. I've yeah. played three years because we, we were hit done. We were playing great. So, so you, yeah, you went from like, I think you guys were like 7-7, seven seven, then 9-7, and seven, didn't make the playoffs. But then in 79, 
guys were like 12 and 4. You held, the, the defense we lost, we, held, we held them down. To nothing. We lost you guys in the AFC Championship game to, to guess who? The Oilers. Oilers. Who, and they, Earl Campbell, hurt. Dan, Dan Pastorini, Pastorini hurt. hurt. What the heck? Billy White Shoes Johnson, hurt. Oh. And and we we just, just didn't did. quite quite get there. Didn't have it that day. And so, A lot of you turnovers know, or whatever, but because that was the year that you kind of like turned everybody's heads. You like passed more than you ran. It was a gr- I'm telling you what, I'm the first tight end to ever run through a backfield. To run through Joe a backfield. Gibbs, Joe Gibbs okay. was yeah, Coriel's offensive coordinator. The Redskins guy. And so uh, Kellen Winslow, who ends up being sure. an all-pro and fantastic. All so they want right. both of us in the game at the same time. And so they they got to come up with the stuff. So how do we keep these guys in the game? And I'm actually getting up and going. And mo- a tight end never done any of that. That's not. It was so much fun. That's cool. And you know, I caught more. I caught more passes in one year than I normally caught in two or three. And and so it, it was a fantastic way to. to I end found a good it. one. Here you go. Look at this. You're back in the Coliseum. Oh yeah. And uh, one, the Charger uniforms are gorgeous. Those are like awesome. Yeah. Those are nice. And then I don't you like get the to score against of the Rams, but anyway. then you get to score against your your old teammates in yep. the Coliseum. Yep. There we That's got to be some. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Merlin Olson is um, on the call with Dick Ember. The, uh, the Did you know that Merlin fir- Olson is on the call here. Oh, is it really? Yeah. The the uh, uh, the first game I I, I came back I, I I flew I flew back I flew back. From, sorry to interrupt you, but. <laughs> Can you share all this stuff with me? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to have that stuff. Listen to Merlin. Is that great? That's fun. That's fun, huh? I was um, like, when I saw that, I said, and I loved Dick Ember growing up. I thought he was a hoop. He's a great guy. Great. Yeah. 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 Great. great. The uh, the first game I played in when I came back out of retirement and flew back to Los Angeles, the very first game, uh, and I want to say I had only been on the Chargers team for like four days. Hmm. We played the Rams. <laughs> You're like, hey, fellas. We played the we played the preseason game, <laughs> hey and I caught six passes. Oof. And I'll never forget after the game, Chuck Knox, who was my coach with the Rams walked up to me and he said, don't be mad at me. You're, like, you're playing like you're angry. I go, no, it's just great. You're playing like you're, you're angry. you got a quarterback that throws the ball. Chuck Knox, his nickname was Ground Chuck for yeah. a reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, you know, I fit into that, yeah. but it was it was fun playing in a, a system good. where the tight end was uh, part of it. I um, Oh, i got to ask you one other thing. Um, what part did you have in the founding of the of the song San Diego Superchargers? Because that came out while you were there. Yeah, it was the first the first team that we knew of that ha- really had, had, a, had a song. Yeah, it was a hit. It was we huge. It. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something I remember and going. Diego wow, superchargers. Yeah. yeah, that was big. Hey, um, okay, so we, I did the math here, but between USC, the Rams, and the Chargers, how many? What percentage of the games do you think you won? Eighty-five percent. Seventy percent. Now, or seventy. I don't blame you guessing over because you went and you're going seven out of ten. I mean, that's spectacular to think you got to stay at home here in beautiful Southern California, get to play for the 
iconic franchises yeah. and virtually always on a winning team. Yep, very lucky. Very, That's very awesome. Lucky. I was yeah, I mean, uh, be able to, to go to college and then be drafted by your hometown, I mean, oh, no. That, now that's a really a low number percentage of guys that that happens. Yeah. To, so. And then if you are going to come out of retirement, you can do worse in San Diego. Right here. Yeah. God, that's and fantastic. And our team's, of course, now yeah, we got everyone's back home. You um you make this uh, smart, obviously, especially for a young man move to get your your master's in in or your MBA degree, um, and then you got into commercial real estate. Is that is that was that your first venture into? Um, you know, starting thought, to work yeah, outside of football. I, I went to work with a guy who uh, I met through um, my accountant, and he said, "There's a guy that uh, is looking for a younger guy to, to tutor." And uh, he goes, "He's uh, he's a little tough to get along with, but you know." So I, he was tough to get along with. I finally <laughs> did leave him after a while, but uh, it got me interested uh, in in real estate, and so I've had, I've had a. A real estate broker's license, and we did some d d development work, industrial commercial development work. Um, the, but um, in the eighties, and, and then so, the, and then I ended up, um, I ended up uh, having a real estate escrow. We we did escrows and stuff, and so okay. we I, I did that for a while. Um, and then um, a long time ago, um, uh, I had uh, there was a youth movement. Uh, at St. John's Hospital. Okay. Uh, f they were looking for young trustees. I see. And I was young at the time, and so I w I came and was asked to be. Um, <laughs> it was Ted and Peg Lennon. Oh, I might so know that, them. That, that group, I might yeah, know them. Yeah. Uh, so that group of people, and so they were looking for some younger people to get involved. Oh, and that's so nice. I ended I ended up being a young young trustee, and and I was one of the volunteers. That chaired the Jimmy Stewart Relay Marathon. Sure. And I ran so in that. all of a sudden, one day, I get a call from the, the head sister, Sister Marie Madeline, and she said, uh, Bob, you know, uh, the, the trustees want you to run the foundation. And I go, I, wow. I, I, I don't quite know how I'll do that. And so I, I, some guys mentored me and helped me. And um, so I didn't know what I was doing then. I do now. You figured it out? Yeah, I figured it out. It's just and like so somebody's new office. That's how we got started there. My wife's a St. John's baby. She was born there, and all of her kids uh, were born there. Uh, me all too. the grandkids. You know, so it's been a special place in my life for me. Uh, the 94 earthquake presented a significant challenge, and, and I think you led the way. I, I thought I had seen the worst of everything until this COVID. Yeah. So the earthquake, of course, you know, the hospital was closed for a year. Yeah. All the employees had to go find other and, and jobs. The, the doctors was, went was and, torn apart. and practiced at other hospitals, which those other hospitals love because we got a great medical staff. Yeah. But the trick was, how do you get rid of all those nurses and all those people that, and then and then get them back when you reopen? And so we were literally closed for a year, and that was I that was '94, and I, and then '92 is when I started working there. Okay. And so um, the the foundation and the fundraising was one of the things that, that they had, we had to keep going because we we're going to build a new the, place. Everybody knows it as a Northridge earthquake, but it really hit Santa Monica hard. Yeah, it's because of the uh, of the soil that we have, and you know, it, obviously it was, the epicenter wasn't here; it was out out, out in Northridge. Yeah. But it it really really I mean the old St John's the original building some of the pictures we have of massive cracks and mm. the whole thing uh, and so everyone I mean that that place was emptied and um, but you knew um, that we were going to build a new St John's and we were going to come back nice and so that's what we worked towards and we've done a fantastic job it's the COVID that is c continues to throw us you know. 
can imagine. Every single day, it's, it's something new and different, and it's it's very elusive to try to figure that out. I so, bet that is. It's a whole yeah. new. But you know, um, St. John's has been a fantastic resource for the community because we've done uh, we've done our, our lion's share of taking care of people that have been impacted by this, and so we've we've been blessed. So besides being president CEO of the St. John's Health Center Foundation, you're also involved with uh, your, your your namesake, your school, Corpus Christi, Marymount, but also the Catholic. Um, Catholic Big brothers. brothers and Big Sisters. Yeah. yeah. So I I had uh, I had a fraternity brother. I was a beta at USC. I had a fraternity okay. brother. Uh, his name was Stan Smith. Uh-huh. Bobby Lutz and Stan Smith. Stan they were uh, they were um, uh, Stan Smith was. Um, Early on, was one of the great, great gentlemen and, and tennis players. Tennis players, I had yeah. those shoes. Davis Cup and all those. Those things. shoes are legit. Right. Yep. And so he, <laughs> it's, he ter- it's terrible. He, he it's like people know each other. From he had a from big heart. And when in our fraternity, he said, um, "Would anyone be interested in having a little brother?" So um, he started a, a group of us that ended up adopting little brothers. And I had a ah. I had a guy by the name of Joey Craven. Okay. And um, I would go. I would go take him out once a week. He lived in a project down down across by Chinatown, downtown LA. Mm-hmm. And he was a little guy. So the whole time I was at SC, I had this little guy as as my as my uh, my little brother. And of course, I'm a football player, and so that's this kid was like. Yeah. I got to actually got him to pay attention in school and do some good oh, things. So I was a great. good influence on him. And then so a few years go on and. Um, uh, I got approached to to go on the, on the board of Catholic Big Brothers and Big Sisters, which okay. um, is now sisters, I mean boys and girls, mm-hmm. and so I've been involved in that since, since forever. And they're still making a you know a remarkable difference. That's a great mentoring thing. you know girls and boys. And I didn't know that about uh, Stan Smith. Um, the reason I say that is I, I compare it a little bit to a lot of kids only knowing John Madden from the video game, yeah. like as if that's all he ever did, like he wasn't this great coach. But Stan Smith, I just knew I liked those shoes. Yeah. When I was a kid, and I had those Stan Smiths, and I was, yeah. I always felt so like Bobby I was a step Lutz ahead and Stan of the game. Smith, uh, both at SC at the same time in okay. my fraternity. Wow, the best, the best doubles team of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, you keep busy. Uh, you got a little bit of a family yourself now. Not, not just us Lennons that keep keep putting <laughs> yeah, right. kids out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, we put this together. I think your son gave us the okay on it. We were Marley did a, a great job, but. Um, we did the best we oh, could before they came on. Yeah, there's the on crew. the video podcast. How how do we do overall? You give you give us a thumbs up or you, you got my three kids and their spouses and Mrs. Klein, the most important, and then and then the eight grandkids. Yeah, not bad, huh? Not bad. That's that's great. I, I love it to have that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. I will. Uh, and, and I know been, where they all are. You know where they at, all are at the moment. We, we've been calling it the Kleinesty oh, because yeah. of all of uh, your success in athletics. So your 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 oldest your oldest is Kristen, right? Right. Right. And so she was a '96 Olympian volley, right? And and a tremendous Stanford. player at Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. And Don Shaw was her coach. Don Shaw was her coach. Yeah, our local guy. Oh, look uh, at that. Yeah, and so she ends up marrying this big geeky guy <laughs> by the name of Adam Keefe, and uh, and so uh, he in... gets he gets picked uh, by the Hawks in the first round. Yeah. And uh, they get married, and um, he plays a couple years down there, and then he ends up in Utah. Yep. For that whole great, great run. Great run with. Kind Stuck of a little bit. And... Never went. To, he, he, you know, he had the same problem I did. We couldn't beat, couldn't beat the Cowboys, and we couldn't beat the, you know, but they and, the he, and he couldn't, yeah. uh, they couldn't beat the Bear, uh, the. Uh, um, oh, that's right, uh, Spurs. Yeah. Um, so I saw. So they have twin daughters. 
Caitlin uh, and Michaela, the, yeah. Is. And we went, um, I think we were playing, I was coaching basketball at Archer, and we went into somebody's gym for a tournament, and I think I recognized him a little bit. So I went up there and said hello, had a mutual friend, and those those twins were very good in basketball. Yeah. And I know they're playing at, at Stanford in volleyball, but they were very good in basketball. They were. They were a lot yeah. to handle. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got one, my youngest granddaughter um, is now morphing into volleyball, and, I, and she was the greatest point guard I've ever seen. She could break any full-court press, and I'm, I'm, we're trying to see if we can't get is that, it. Is that their child as well? That's, that's, Kay, uh, that's Kaylee, who is Jimmy's, Jimmy's. youngest. Yeah, okay. she's just extremely quick and a great ball handler, and it could really just frustrate the hell out of anybody that was trying to press. There's, so, there's a commercial out there I'm, I would love to find, but... Back when I was running the Venice Backyard Championships. So it was this big, fun volleyball tournament on the streets of Venice. And for whatever reason, Kristen was, you know, she was big time. Mm-hmm. And she got identified for some um, backyard volleyball net system or something. Forrester. Oh, right. Something right. Like, but they came to my house to film her oh. endorsing the product. Oh. And so that's the only time, like, I really had met her. And I didn't put two and two together. When she came in, I just said to the producer who I knew from Pro Beach Volleyball, I said, sure. So she comes by, she does this endorsement in the back, and then she left, and they go, that's Bob Klein. So I was like, Bob Klein, the tight end? And I was like, I, mean, oh, I didn't get yeah. to tell her that. Yeah. Anyway, so that was kind of fun. And then, so now Jimmy is your second. Right, he, and, he and married he, Brooke, and Brooke, he met Brooke. Uh, she grew up in, uh, she went to Punahou. High school in, in Honolulu. It's a heavy hit and, school. Uh, and so they've got they've got Dylan and Kaylee. <laughs> yes. And uh, she's a they, all all of them are, are good athletes. And then the youngest Patrick met Dorothy at Stanford. And so uh, wow, they all a lot of them. You okay with Brooke, all the Stanford didn't stuff? go to Stanford, but, but Brooke's parents went to Stanford, and so uh, you, so, so we've had good and, run with Stanford. And you have a, a grandson that you brought back around to the Trojan family. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan's. I just love it. He's he's just he. Uh, he I know he was on your show yeah. and with Jimmy, and uh, yeah. it was funny because I was telling Jimmy I was going to come on this, and he and he and he said, uh, I said, how'd it go? He goes, it was great. He goes, I, I what I told Dylan was, I said, Dylan, this is all about you. So don't be looking at me when when <laughs> then he nice. starts asking you questions. That's good. So when I was watching the show, and when I was watching, I'm going, God, Dylan. Give Dad a chance to answer a question, will you? I guess he was instructed, answer the questions. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's easy because his coach is uh, Mike Bowley. Yes. He's my second cousin, so I can I can give Mike a yeah, hard Mike's, time by asking Mike's, his athletes Mike's about that. been a great influence on the kids. He's, he's he sure a great has. coach, great man, and uh, loved Great program him. at Loyola yeah. there. And yeah, does. He, he really is. They do a, they do a good job of, of raising the kids and, and turning them into young men, setting them yeah. off. Yeah. No doubt. Wow. Um, so I got to tell you again what a thrill this is for me. I love the, uh, this idea of being able to, um, you know, in effect, interview a boyhood idol of mine, well, thank and you. Uh, and then meet him on a personal level and find out a little bit more the, about USC football and the Rams. It's fantastic. Well, yeah, it's been uh, I've been blessed. You know, I uh, love this town, uh, the west side of town. You know, uh, just uh, great. Uh, St. Monica's in my high school, and like, you know, I married my childhood sweetheart and. <laughs> And got kids that all live close to us, and so I've, I've been else. really, really lucky. So congratulations! Uh, I love this place. Congratulations and thank you. Thank you. It was thank very you. kind. Enjoyed your show. Very I appreciate kind. you asking me great. to be on. Of course. Much. And we got to get a shot of that that championship ring. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I gotta I gotta right. see that up close. Okay. All right. Thanks for watching and listening. 
Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is produced by me, Marley Rice, and Christine Jinbo. Directed by Chris M. Alport with studio support from Alpha Command Unit and shot by bad boy Bobby McCall. Original music courtesy of Lennon Music Production and original images courtesy of Sienna Lennon Photography. A big thank you to all of our contributors of the show. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is a production of Sports Stories, Inc. and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or wherever you watch and listen. Make sure you press that subscribe button, give us a review, leave a comment. It will really help us grow the show. And you know what else will help us grow the show? Head on over to patreon.com slash Jenny Lennon to get some never-before-seen videos, pictures, interviews, and so much more. We are all over social media and constantly sending out clips on Facebook, conducting fun polls on Twitter, going live on Instagram, and more. To find all of our social media links, hustle on over to sportsstoriesdl.com. SSDL proudly supports the My Stuff Bags Foundation and the Heroes Movement. Links to how you can support and help these foundations can be found on our website. We also want to give a big thank you to all of our partners of the show. So, as Coach Lena would say, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me, Marley, at info at sportsstoriespodcast.com. We want to thank all of our followers and listeners, and we will see you next time. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Then I watched sports stories today. Now I believe in sports stories. Why it's not on all the time, I don't know. This show is great. It's really good to watch sports stories. Sports stories. Kick it out, book!